1: your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is JJ. She is an executive success coach. She's certified in NLP, EFT, and hypnotherapy. She's helping business leaders unlock new levels of professional success and personal development. JJ, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So excited to be here and have this conversation
0: with you. Can you share your journey with us and how you actually became a success coach? Yeah, sure. So I, the joke amongst my friends in circle is that I've kind of always been a coach. I've always been that person that people come to, to help problem solve. I've also been studying personal growth and leadership for the last decade. And my last corporate job, I went from head of hiring to an informal growth strategist for our CEO, sort of because I had those, that problem solving capability. I left that job to start my own business I did that for five years. And then when the pandemic hit, I'd been coaching some founders informally on the side. I decided this was my calling and it really gave me time to pause and say, this is what I love to do. I'm really good at it. I'm passionate about it and announced it to current clients. And my business has grown really rapidly just from there through word of mouth. How
1: do you use NLP and hypnotherapy to help your clients
0: with success? Yeah. So that really comes down to my personal philosophy, which is that business is really an inner game. So, so many people out there are trying to play the outer game of business, right? Just taking the actions, trying to grow their business without understanding that our business is a reflection of us. So any limiting beliefs that we hold, any habits that we have, anything in our personal life that's negative and affecting us is going to be reflected in how much success we can create in our business. So tools like NLP and hypnotherapy allow me to go in and remove those internal barriers and really create a solid foundation, um, solid mindset on an emotional level, on an energetic level to go out and create the results that they want to create with so much more ease and to really have help them get to enjoy the journey so much more as well along the way. And I come up against that a lot with clients initially where they're like, I want to grow my business and here are my obstacles. They don't really want to focus on that stuff. And so as we do sort of integrate that a little bit, they're amazed. I think that's probably their biggest surprise in our work together is that the inner work really is the work some of their outer problems just start dissolving just when they do the inner work without actually trying to solve them externally. And I have a ton of examples of that happening so many times with clients. So it really is um, a game changer. I think of my life as two periods before I started doing the inner work and after, because things just sped up, they got easier. And like you said, you just feel more powerful and competent to to manage whatever might show up for you. What are the ways you help leaders to re-energize their work? Yeah, that is a great question. I think so many leaders get caught up. They're high performers. They're just caught up on kind of getting through the day, growing their business. And they're so in the weeds often that there's no bigger vision that's really connected to. There's no why they're just kind of getting through the day and they're in survive, a bit of survival mode in their businesses, or if they're a leader, the same thing. So the first thing we do is connect them to a bigger vision. What are they doing this for? Where do they want to be three years from now? Making something that's actually really inspiring and energizing for them so that it informs their daily actions. There's more intention, there's more purpose. Purpose is such an energizer. So we make sure to do that first and foremost. Another thing is we, I do an energy audit with my clients. So we look at what are the things that give you energy and what are the things that drain you of energy? And throughout our time together, we work to slowly remove those drains whatever they might be, whether it's a person, a relationship, or whether it's a certain task in their business, that's draining them of energy, because along with time, our energy is our most important resource. It's what we infuse into everything that we do. It's what dictates the quality of results that we get. So we really work to start to change that list around, add more energizers and remove more of the things that are draining them energetically. Let's talk about
1: imposter syndrome. This is something that so many people deal with. What are some ways that you can work on this to get better?
0: Yeah, definitely. It's such a hot topic and buzzword right now. I feel like the first thing that I like to do is to reframe imposter syndrome a little bit. I like to to describe it as more of a feature than a bug of being a high achiever. So imposter syndrome in some ways lets us know that we're playing a big game, that we're stretching ourselves outside of our comfort zone. And the second that you don't have some sort of imposter syndrome, it's probably time for you to look for a fresh challenge or to reevaluate and say, Hey, maybe I've gotten a little stale on my journey so far, but when it comes to the debilitating imposter syndrome, right, where you are nervous to give a speech, or there's something that's really blocking you internally. What I like to do is I first explain to the clients that I work with that imposter syndrome is really a sort of series of questions in your head that are going unanswered. So, for example, who am I to? So, who am I to give this keynote speech, or who am I to be leading the successful company, or what happens if I don't? If someone finds out that I'm not who they thought I was, or Right? So there's when we frame them in the, source of, in the format of questions, what they can then do is list out all of these thoughts in the form of questions and go through one by one and answer the questions. So, for example, who am I to give this keynote speech? Well, I'm a really distinguished person in my industry and I have a lot of value to give and so on and so forth. So you're bringing evidence to these unanswered questions that have been floating around in your head. And so my clients will end up with a one-page, two, three-page document, depending on the client, of evidence for their worthiness and for the reasons they have to be competent and to own where they're at in their achievements.
1: I love that. I used to deal with imposter syndrome, really bad imposter syndrome. And I did just that when it came to writing my about on my website, I was like, okay, what documentation do I have? And from that, I'll create my about. And that mm-hmm. helps so much. Because you're not trying to just grasp for the, for the air. This is the proven things, documented things that I've got.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you need those reminders, right? Yeah. As a high achiever, your standard is so high, that's your normal. For other people, it's helpful to see how they actually see you and the evidence that you are this worthy, capable person. So if you need to put it down on paper, if you need a list to remind you of everything that you've created and accomplished and who you really are, then I say use that as much as possible. Like, what are the personal obstacles that you've overcome that other people would say, wow, that's, that's really impressive. Or I couldn't have done that. So personal stuff is not out of bounds either. I mean, I think our personal um, obstacles can sometimes be even more difficult than what we face in business.
1: What are some indicators that people have some internal struggles that are holding them back from achieving what
0: they want? Yeah. I would say that when you see yourself playing out a pattern over and over again, that was harmful, but you're feeling sort of powerless to change it. That's a really good sign. Emotions like frustration, shame, guilt, again, that you can't seem to change this pattern is a really great sign to stop and and reevaluate. So For example, there was a founder I was working with who was so caught up in micromanaging his team. He was so afraid of letting go of control that he wasn't working on his own priorities. And even though he saw this happening, he had no power to change it. And this ended up in a crisis point for the company when he came to report to investors. So that's when he reached out. He was like, okay, there's something deeper going on. And I don't get it. I know that I shouldn't have been doing that. And I had no control over it. So that's when we go inside and we look at the beliefs. We look at things like fear of letting go of control and not being able to trust other people. And we can start to reprogram whatever is creating that sort of like internal conflict that's being reflected in the outside world in your business.
1: What's the process you bring leaders through to help
0: them get clarity and reach their goals? I like to work with what's there and what they're asking for. Whatever's showing up. My program is highly customized to each client, but there is a really, there is a loose framework that I work from. And that is that we start with self-leadership. So in order to be an effective leader in your business, you have to be an effective leader of yourself. So, what do your habits look like? What does your self management look like? Are you being accountable to yourself and following through on things? Are you creating boundaries so that you're getting the rest that you need, the time off that you need? What does your personal life look like? Are you healthy? Are you showing up to work with energy and supporting your body and your physical health so that you can show up and be the best you can be performance wise as a leader? Once we have sort of gotten a really solid foundation in terms of that self-leadership. We move on to leadership in the context of leading your team and your business. So this is where things like communication skills come through. A lot of leaders struggle with communication. Either they shy away from it until it reaches a breaking point. And then usually when they share what they're sharing, it doesn't come out in a very nice way, or they're overly confrontational. And as a result, they really lose the trust and a sense of safety from their team. Um, And this is when culture can get really toxic. We also at this level look at emotional intelligence. So learning to understand what makes other people tick, what motivates them, how do you engage your people, strategy and execution. I also teach a leadership style called coaching as a leader, where instead of relating to your employees as employees, you relate to them as leaders and you use a different coaching style that gets them to think critically and to start showing up in a much uh, more powerful way. So once we have that foundation of leadership, we then move on to culture. So now we're at the level of the organization talking about the strategy of culture. So being intentional with how culture is executed, making sure there's alignment across the organization, looking at things like turnover and Yeah. Just looking at a more organizational level. So it goes in that order because like I said, each one builds on the other. You can't show up as a powerful leader unless you're leading yourself and you can't have a high-performing culture unless you're a powerful leader who's leading themselves. So what are some of your client success stories? Yeah, let's see. Some recent ones are that I'm currently working with an owner of a mid-sized law firm, and they've been wanting to expand to other locations, but they've had a really big turnover issue. So every few months, like 20% of their team is leaving. So it's like they've got a big hole in the company. Um So I came in and through our work together, we identified some blind spots that he hadn't been able to see before of why employees were leaving things that really were out of his scope. So I actually went in and did an audit of the culture of the hiring processes and then created a strategy for them to plug those holes. And now turnover is almost completely down to zero. They're ready to expand into other offices and employees are really happy and showing up much more engaged to work. There's another, yeah, there's another uh, founder who was trying to raise his series A of funding and had reached a major crisis point. Something had gone really wrong with their product. And instead of kind of rallying his people, he was so stuck in frustration and regret and resentment of team members who've been responsible that he, his whole energy was kind of blocking their progress and a path forward. So in our work, we really reframed the situation, got him back into a resourceful mindset And he has since raised over $80 million for the company since then. So a lot of the internal work and really self-awareness to help clients see where they're unknowingly holding themselves back. Because a lot of times we are aware of our strengths, we're aware of our weaknesses, but there's another category that I call blind spots where we don't even know that we're actually holding ourselves up in that specific area.
1: So what do you think has been your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey?
0: Yeah. So kind of touching on what we talked about earlier is that our external world is really a reflection of our internal world. So if we want to make change, the first place we want to go is inside and asking how have I created this? So even if it seems like something that you didn't create firsthand or consciously something, One of your values or one of your beliefs, one of your habits has somehow unconsciously brought everything around you into your reality. And so really doing the internal work, hiring support to help you see what you can't see so that you can show up more powerfully and that, and so that your business as a reflection of that will be much more successful as well. So my truth is to take hundred percent, hundred percent responsibility for whatever showing up in your life or whatever's showing up in your business and know that when you go to and play that inner game, it's so much easier to find solutions that are going to really ripple out and impact so many other areas.
1: I love that. So if you were able to give yourself one piece of advice, when you first started out, what would it be?
0: Yeah. It would definitely have been to invest in myself and get support sooner. It allows you to move faster. It saves you time and money and frustration. I really see my journey as pre business coach and post business coach. I've had one for the last five years. I will always have one because there's always room for me to grow and improve. And the more I invest in myself, I see that exponential ROI in my life and my business.
1: I love that. So if there's someone that's listening and they would love to work
0: with you, what's the best way to contact you? Yeah. So they can send me an email. I like to have a little pre-conversation with people to see if there's alignment. And after that, we would get together on a strategy call and kind of talk through where they are now, where they'd like to be and draw out a roadmap of how the best way to get there. So my email, I don't know if you're able to share that on the screen. Otherwise I can share that as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'll put all of your links down below. Yeah. So an email is usually the best way to get, get in touch with me and start that conversation. Perfect. Thank you so
1: much, JJ, for coming on today and sharing your expertise. Thank you for having me. This was
0: a really fun conversation to have.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's uh, so timely. There's so many people that can relate with this. And even in my own life, like I mentioned, just the realization that all the internal work that I did that I didn't think they would affect my business and my achievements and all of that absolutely has. And so mm-hmm. it was really exciting to have you on today and actually talk about it because I can so vouch for the fact that yes, it absolutely does work. And it really does almost like open up more resourcefulness mm-hmm. and like an extra, a, a superpower, if you will that you that's inside you, that you didn't know what was inside you.
0: Totally. It's like this whole other level of sovereignty and and power and confidence that you can tap into when you start doing that work. So yeah, the timing was, was really funny for all of that. And I'm so glad to hear you've been able to navigate so seamlessly. Yeah,
1: it's great. And if you want more information about this podcast and also upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone. And have a wonderful week.